on this is Judge Jones. The time is 1.30 Central. Today is June the 29th, 2023. It's the docket for Houston, Texas. On the 1.30 docket, we have the jointly administered cases under case number 22-90341, Core Scientific, Inc. Folks, please don't forget to record your electronic appearance. That's a quick trip to the website, a couple of mouse clicks. You can do that at any time prior to the conclusion of this afternoon's hearing. First time that you speak, if you would, please state your name and who you represent. That really does help the court reporters in the event that a transcript request is made. For those parties who are in the courtroom, if you choose to speak, you would please come to the lectern so that everyone can both see you and hear you. For those folks who are on GoToMeeting, I have activated the hand-raising feature. If you haven't already done so, know you're going to be speaking. If you give me a five-star, I'll get you unmuted. Um, if you change your mind during the hearing, you can, again, hit five-star at any time. Finally, we are recording this afternoon using CourtSpeak. We'll get the audio up on the docket shortly after the conclusion of the hearing this afternoon. So we've got a couple of people that raised their hands. All right. Mr. Schrock, are you starting, starting this off this afternoon? Excuse me. I am, Your Honor. Uh, Ray Schrock, Wild Gotchel, uh, Counsel for the Debtors. Uh, I'll be kicking it off then. Good afternoon. Um, first of all, Your Honor, uh, thanks for allowing us to appear uh, uh, electronically. We, uh, it was a very strange thing. I've never had this happen, but we actually couldn't get flights, uh, you know, Wednesday or Thursday. You know, it was a bizarre thing that was occurring with, you know, the cancellation. So we appreciate the accommodation. We did, you know, coordinate with the other parties on, on the Zoom uh, appearance as well. Um, so, Your Honor, uh, I'm going to start off. We did file a demonstrative um, so if that it, we'd like to promote. If it helps you, I've looked at the PowerPoint. I've also read the plan and disclosure statement. Okay, perfect. Um, would you like me to put it up, Your Honor, for I, others, or I'm happy not to. No. Are you going to do it yourself? No. No, oh. Your Honor. <laughs> I was going to ask... Uh, uh, my colleague uh, Austin Crabtree to uh, to put it up. Of course, I I was going to say I mean, yes. I want to. I want to see. I want everyone to see uh, the PowerPoint. I was just going to be amazed if you were going to ask for control. And no, 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 yes. yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. And Mr. Crabtree, you should have control at this point. Great, Austin, if you could put up the presentation. Okay, he's got control. I just checked again. Okay. We have a backup plan just in case if uh, Cliff has to do it. Okay, there we go. There we go. Perfect. Okay, if you could flip to the next uh, page, please, Austin. Okay, so here's what we're going to cover today. Um, an update on plan negotiations, a summary of the plan treatment, a liquidity update, as well as uh, next steps, Your Honor. Um, so, Austin, please flip. One more. So, uh, overall, I'd say, you know, we've had a busy um, last several weeks since we were last in front of Your Honor. Um, we, you know, did present on the business plan, uh, have gotten, a, you know, feedback from all the major uh, constituent groups. 
As you know, we had the exclusivity hearing, and following that, we did submit the consensual plan framework to the key stakeholder groups. We first met with the advisors, and then later we were able to meet with all of the principals as well, and we do have those parties restricted at this point. There was a lot of back and forth among the advisors, but on June 16th, we did receive some feedback prior to that point, but June 16th, we submitted a draft of the plan to the key stakeholder groups, advisors. We filed the plan and disclosure statement on the 20th, consistent with the goal that Your Honor had set, and that we appreciate, frankly, for just keeping the cases moving. That plan and disclosure statement does reflect, as you noticed, there's two options with regard to the convertible note holders. There's a cram-up plan, and there's a consensual plan. Why did we file that, I guess, is one consistent or one question that people may have. We're going to try really, really hard to get to a consensual plan, Your Honor, and I want to emphasize that. We did reserve time with Judge Isker for later in July in the event that we can't get there, but unless somebody else is aware of how to handle when you believe there's equity value at a company and you've got secured creditors that aren't on board, it's really your option. We are in a unique situation where we're coming out of a period of great turmoil for Bitcoin and for this particular asset, and we're going to have to see how open the capital markets are for this company. PJT is already out there putting together capital raise efforts. That's in process, but overall, our fundamental belief is that there's equity value and that with the rise in the Bitcoin price, with where the company has come compared to where it started, and we'll take you through some of that, we think there's very little doubt, listen, there is equity value here. We're going to have to find a way, frankly, to get all of the constituents to accept some compromises around how are we going to, you know, we want, we would very much like the company deleveraged so it doesn't end up in this situation again if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't have, if the Bitcoin price goes down or there's some other adverse event, but fundamentally, we have to get the parties to focus on it and get in a room. So we've gotten responses back so far from the equity committee. We've gotten response back from the UCC. I'm relatively optimistic that at the end of the day, we're going to have consensus with those two groups. The equipment lenders, there's a good dialogue and a back and forth. I think that, you know, relatively optimistic we could find a solution there as well. The convertible note holders are, you know, probably going to be the most challenging party for us to reach consensus with, but I do think, you know, we're being very creative in terms of what we're thinking about. I know that, you know, I have great respect for my friend, Mr. Hanson, and I know that he's reasonable at the end of the day, and if there's any way to try and bridge the gap either through, you know, true-up mechanisms, the company just doesn't want, obviously, to leave all the value, have people recover more than 100 cents. I think, you know, Mr. Hanson's perspective, I'm sure he'll give you, but 
you know, if they have a different view of value and they don't want to, you know, be left with something less than $0.10 if we believe there is equity. So that's where the rub is. You know, I would prefer not to have the novel valuation, you know, Bitcoin mining company trial if we can avoid it. But if we have to, we're prepared to go down that road. We are, but we're working really hard to get, you know, consensus where we can. And I think that at the end of the day, I don't want to just run the mediation and just have, you know, judges say, listen, here we are. I really like to try and narrow the differences at least before we get in a room with them. But I think getting the parties, frankly, in person and getting people focused, you know, at the end of next month, that's going to be what really, you know, if there's a way to turn the corner and get people to consensus, that's what's going to do it. But we've been busy at work. We are going to be prepared to file the motion to approve the disclosure statement by the middle of this month because we want to keep the timing that we've set, which is to still try and emerge by the middle of, you know, by the end of September certainly. But we're not disillusioned in that we think that we know we still have work to do with these parties. The good news is the company is doing well. Let me ask Mr. Sorry, Your Honor, are you going to say something? No, I was just again because I want to be helpful to the process. Would it be helpful to give you a hearing date for the disclosure statement? Yes, I would, Your Honor. What were you thinking? You know, Ms. Berkovich, you want to help me out there with, you know, I know we were planning for a mid-July filing and we did have a, hold on just a second. No, I asked a bad question. Ms. Berkovich, what was Mr. Schrock thinking? Your Honor, if we can get to, you know, fairly consensual plan and be up by mid-July, I think the first week in August is the week that begins July 31st would be a good week for the disclosure statement hearing. Do you want the disclosure statement hearing on July 31st? I think that's a little too early. I think if we could get, Your Honor, like around August 3rd or certainly the week following, that would be sufficient. And let me ask, again, disclosure statement hearings don't typically generate that many sparks. I am happy to do it later that week. I have a Laredo docket on Thursday the 3rd, so we could do it by video on the 3rd if that would work for everybody. I could also do it on the 7th if that is preferable. I will just go ahead and say, Your Honor, just given where we are at the moment, to avoid everybody else piping in and suggesting the 7th, I'll suggest the 7th just in the event that we don't have consent. Has anyone got a scheduling conflict for the 7th that can't be managed? All right. Then why don't we do this, Mr. Schrock. I'll go ahead and schedule a hearing on the disclosure statement that is filed, as it may be subsequently amended, for August the 7th, 2023. You want late in the day or early in the morning or lunchtime? Lunchtime would be great, Your Honor, shortly after lunch. Then 
if we if I did it noon my time, that would be one o'clock for the folks on the East Coast. Would that work? That's fine for me, Your Honor. All right, then go ahead and notice it for uh, August the seventh at noon Central. We'll do, Your Honor, and thank you, uh, thank you very much. So I'm I'm probably going to have some comments at the end of the status conference, Your Honor, but I wanted to hand the lecture and absent any more questions over to. Um, Ms. Berkovich. All right, thank you. Ms. Berkovich, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Your Honor. Ms. Berkovich from Wild Gospel for the debtor. Um, moving on to slide six. Um, I know Your Honor uh, read the plan of disclosure statement, so we don't need to delve into details here, but really the theory of our of our plan is um, to provide a, a plan that hopefully gets the consensus with everyone, but provide a non-consensual path to emergence if we can't reach consensus particularly with the secured note holders. Um, you know, we need, we need a, a way out um, of Chapter 11. There's two classes of note holders, the April notes and the August notes, as we call them. They have slightly different rights. We classify them separately. And for each of those classes, if they accept the plan, they get their treatment 50% in equity and 50% in a new note, you know, total um, full pay for them. But if either of those classes rejects the plan, the plan provides for a standard you know, cram-up note um, for the full value of the claim. Um, the default treatment for everyone else, or an entrant actually, um, simply reflects the priorities that the bankruptcy code tells us to provide the waterfall of value. Um, their claims are on top, they get paid on full. Every secured creditor gets the present value in their secured claims, and they get to keep their collateral. We have many different classes of secured creditors here. Beyond the convertible note holders, we have our mining equipment lenders, we have our non-mining equipment lenders, we have um, credit to mechanics lien holders, and we have mortgage claims. So all of them get their bankruptcy code um, mandated treatment. Then unsecured creditors receive a 100% recovery in the form of new equity. And only after all um, all non-priority creditors, or I should say, all non-subordinated creditors are paid in full, the value, the residual value flows to equity holders and if there are any um, subordinated creditors. Um, as Mr. Schrock said, we do expect there to be value and so um, equity does get a recovery here. Um, in addition, as Mr. Schrock said, we tried to be creative here and, and we understand that creditors may have different interests in terms of what type of consideration they receive. So some of the classes have options to choose different treatments. There's a default treatment you know, mandated by the bankruptcy code but there's also options to select maybe a different form of consideration for slightly lesser claims and the like. We really try are trying to um, please as many people as possible here while still satisfying the bankruptcy code requirements. I appreciate the approach. It was an enjoyable read. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, and the, the next couple slides get into um, very much detail about the plan treatment. Um, John has read the plan, and I'm sure that everyone on this call has read the plan. I don't know that we need to get into each one, but I'm happy to do so if the court would like. I, I think that you've given everybody, if, if people want to know more, again, the documents are there. We're early on in the process. If you want to go through it, I'm happy for you to do that for folks, but I don't need it. Okay. No, I don't think it's necessary. Again, we've been having lots of conversations with all of the major stakeholders. We've also had smaller creditors reach out to us and we're taking all calls. You know, anyone who has a question about the plan can feel free to call 
Mr. Schrock, me, um, Mr. Carlson is on the line too. We're happy to talk to you. And again, for those folks, for those folks who are on the video, if you want a copy of the PowerPoint, it can be found at docket entry number 1009. Sorry for the interruption. Um, no, we, are, we can also email it. Um, when, uh, so next we go to slide 10. Um, there are different ways of showing the, that the business is doing well. As Mr. Schrock said, here we show just really the company's cash position. And this slide is an update from something we've shown the court previously that really shows that we are doing well as compared to our initial forecast in December. Not only that, but you know, we've updated the budget periodically and we've exceeded all of our budget um, from a cash position. Um, so, you know, it's just across the numbers, you know, even though the expected case duration has been extended by four months, our projected end in liquidity is forecast to be $48 million greater than our initial budget when excluding the impact of withdrawals and payments. And um, please to report that we have not had to draw on the dip any further since the court's interim approval of the replacement dip in early February. And we've actually been repaying the dip in the last few months because of um, excess cash. And Ms. So, Parker, you know, the main, yeah. No, yes, my, my apologies. I was just going to say the improvements or the improvement that has occurred, is it just solely due to rise in price of the commodity, or have there been structural changes that the, that the expense structure is now much better, or both? It, 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 it's primarily as a result of increased you know, receipts from self-mining due to the factors we discussed last time that impact um, how much we get from, um, from our mining of the Bitcoin as well as, very importantly, the decrease in, in power disbursement. Um, we've had favorable energy pricing since the beginning of the case. Um, as well as, obviously, always good management of the company, but there haven't been many structural changes to the business. There have been a few. Um, we mentioned some in our disclosure statement, some changes in the way we contract, for example, with our hosting customers. But overall, it's been those two factors. Okay. Thank you. And um, let's go to um, the next step. Sum up our presentation up on page 12. Again, um, we're going to continue with our daily conversations with all of our major stakeholders and minor stakeholders. Um, we hope, we, if necessary, we'll go to mediation to resolve uh, remaining disputes. Um, we hope not to get there. We've got a date there. You know, having a date just like Robert gave us the date to file the plan that was very helpful, and you know, having those um, couple nights around the clock to get the plan on file, and I think having a date for mediation will cause people to work hard to try to get. Date before then, then we will file our disclosure statement and um, be back before your honor on August 7th for approval. That, you know, that brings us to confirmation, you know, early to mid September with a hopeful exit by the end of the third quarter. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes my presentation, unless um, your honor has any further questions. Uh, I don't, but thank you. Other parties want to talk to you or have be heard, Your Honor, so we're happy to turn over the podium. No, of course. Thank you. I just didn't know if there were if there was anything else the debtors wanted to address. Let me ask, um, uh, let's see, somebody raised their hands. Ah, Mr. Wilkie. Uh, had, had you hit five star on your phone or do you have me double safety? 
become my standard. Can you hear question. me now? I can. Thank you. I always wanted to meet okay, Mr. Brett, Brett Miller. He's been long dead, but I'm here in his place today. Brett Miller, Wilkie Farr and Gallagher. I'm not quite sure why I automatically popped up as Wilkie in the box. Um, but uh, for the official committee of unsecured creditors, uh, we've been working with the debtors uh, regarding negotiations, regarding the business plan. Uh, we provided comments to the plan. Some of our comments made it into the file draft. Others uh, remain on an open list. Uh, and we absolutely agree with uh, the comments that creditors should be paid in full. I mean, I support Mr. Schrock and Ms. Bergman completely that it's a 100-cent case, uh, but the devil's in the details and getting there is going to be interesting regarding valuation, regarding currency. Uh, we did make a counterproposal regarding the proposed note that's in the draft plan, which, um, you know, we're, we're happy to sit down further and, and, and work out the details on that one. But the, the committee does see the value here. Uh, Your Honor is correct. The Bitcoin pricing is out, and as Ms. Berkowitz has said, the other factors make this uh, a real solid case for, for uh, 100-cent creditors and um, something left over for equity. Uh, I'll let Mr. Hansen speak uh, for his clients, but uh, we also have opened up the dialogue with them and uh, as well as with the equity committee uh, and the equipment lenders. So the creditors committee is open for business and speaking with everyone and hope to uh, facilitate getting a deal done as quickly as possible. I really appreciate the comments I because everyone's going to have to figure out how to manage uncertainty in this uh, because it can just move really far really quick. And so I appreciate everybody being flexible and creative and trying to figure out how to how to deal with that uncertainty, but thank you. Mr. Autry, you, you raised your hands. Mm -hmm. Your Honor, I was just demonstrating my technical, uh, lack of technical skills, I apologize. No, you should have said I was just testing in case I had something important to say. I would have, I would have, <laughs> I would have, I would have enjoyed that. Uh, anyone else have comments they want to make, Mr. Hansen or Mr. Lohan, I'll come back to you. Mr. Hansen, yes, yes, go ahead, please. Good afternoon. Can you? Good afternoon, Your Honor. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, and thank you uh, for Chris, checking. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, Chris Hansen with Paul Hastings on behalf of the Ad Hoc Committee of Convertible Note Holders, Your Honor. Your Honor, I just say that we obviously echo the better sentiments. We'd like nothing more than an agreeable deal um, where we all come back to you and present a plan that everybody's on board with or most people are on board with, and we can proceed to confirmation. I think the problem that we're having on our end um, is we're struggling a little bit. Um, you know, the valuation... The business plan and the valuation that flows from the business plan that's in, in the plan of reorganization that was filed um, has equity in the money. And um, if you look at the plan, right, it, it basically sets up a everybody consents to it, and if you don't, we'll cram you down. And on the cram down side, uh, especially when you think about what the debtor purports as a solvent entity, um, cramming down our effectively having 1129B compliant debt from a convertible note perspective is one very interesting aspect. Another angle that is interesting is that the plan contemplates raising new capital in order to at least partially pay debt service. So in the context of that, it really raises some interesting questions around the business plan of value. And the business plan itself is really only applicable in the consensual sense. If there's a cram down here and those debt service costs rise dramatically across the capital structure, it kind of needs to be in the business plan. And so that's something that we need to evaluate too. And, and, and as I said, Your Honor, one of the struggles that we're having in terms of responding to the debtor 
Um, and again, just trying to be really open with you, Robert, is that we're 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 struggling because it's not as easy as saying, oh well, why don't we just adjust a little bit here or there on our treatment? Um, as you can tell, there are an awful lot of secured classes of creditors around this capital structure. Um, as Mr. Miller just pointed out, the debtor is saying, hey, we're going to pay everybody in full, and it just doesn't appear that that's possible. And so we're struggling a little bit with how we're going to respond because we're trying in our own head to think, well, if we pull lever A, does that basically make the entirety of the process move? And how does that look? So it's been a little bit difficult for us to get there. Uh, we also obviously don't want to wind up in bankruptcy again anytime soon if we're taking back material amounts of debt based upon this volatile currency, which for the most part dictates value here. Uh, we all know how power goes up and down pretty regularly. We've got a curve that we can look at there and we can actually like plan for it as opposed to uh, Bitcoin, which seems to be a little bit difficult to guess where it's going. So um, we just want to make sure, you know, the court understands that. We understand uh, the Judge Isger had time at the end of the month. You know, that's fine. Um, we're happy to always happy to go talk to Judge Isger. If we need to, we'll see what we can work out on our own between here and then. Um, you know, but if we don't get there, then obviously we know Your Honor is always open to giving everybody a day in court, and we'll go through the evidence and the legal issues and you'll make rulings. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of a feel for where we are, Your Honor. Got it. No, thank you. And I, again, it, it all gets back. I think, I think we're just saying the same thing. You, you don't know how to manage the uncertainty. Um, there are a couple of things that pop into my head. And again, I, I'm, I'm not a party. I'm not an advocate. I'm not a lawyer. And so I'm going to keep those thoughts to myself. The only reason I bring that up is that we all know who made me what I am. That's why so many people hate him. Um, and it might be worth having a conversation with Isger sooner rather than later, because my guess is we'll probably tell you pretty close to the same thing. Um, but again, you, you guys do what you want to do. I, again, I, I agree with everything you said, and I'll just wait to see what happens. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Mr. Lohan, I think you raised your hand. Did you opt to pull it back? No, Your Honor, I just I just took down, but I, I appreciate just one second of your, of your time. Of uh, again, for the record, Brian Lowen, um, our own porter on behalf of Barings, one of the equipment lenders. Mm -hmm. And we agree with Mr. Schrock and Ms. Berkowitz that this company needs a way out of bankruptcy. And we appreciate that the plan they filed is definitely the means to push this case forward. Now, we disagree with our treatment that it was proposed under under the plan. Uh, but like Mr. Miller, like Mr. Miller we, we have sent the debtors a counterproposal, and we appreciate that the debtors uh, have been constructive in their engagement. And you know, we hope that the debtors and the court uh, under, understand that we tried to work together, the equipment lenders as a group, and we did band together six equipment lenders to create the uh, counterproposal to try to streamline the discussion. Uh, hopefully, we don't need to, uh, but of course, you know, we're always happy to participate uh, in plan mediation. And we certainly appreciate Judge, uh, Judge Isger's time and, and guidance uh, in the process. I'm just trying to keep him busy. When he has idle time, he's a, he's a pain <laughs> he to deal with. So, no, it's, I'm just... He's going to get... I'm thinking you guys. He's going to get bored. He had, a, he had his last big confirmation hearing yesterday, he, he told us. So, uh, he's going he's gonna to need some stuff to fill up the summer. See, that what you heard... You got on video. I get the other 23 hours a day in person. So, no, I, he's, again, I, I, quite frankly, for this, I encourage that conversation sooner rather than later because I'm going to guess that 
he'll probably tell you something close to what I would say, and then none of you will like it, and then you'll go tweak it, and then you'll find common ground. So I encourage that sooner rather than later, in all seriousness. Um, I, I do think that he would be really helpful. But again, you folks, as I say before, you're the best there are, so I, I trust your judgment. You do what you think is right for your constituents. Um, anyone else want to weigh in on any of this? All right. Um, so, Mr. Schrock, oh, Mr. Meyer. Apologies, Your Honor. Uh, David Meyer, Vincent Elkins, on behalf of the Equity Committee. Just a few brief comments. I, I think no one can dispute here that all the market trends are working in the debtor's favor. Um, and I think today. Mr. Schrock, Ms. Berkovich, today, Ms. Mr. Schrock and Ms. Berkovich have, have highlighted that well. Uh, look, we too, uh, we believe this is a solvent debtor case. Uh, we believe that equity holders should receive significant and meaningful recoveries. Uh, if anything, Your Honor, our client has the, needs to have the why the company here uh, type attitude in the first instance, but we are where we are. And uh, we too would welcome a conversation with Judge Isger if, 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 this, if it comes to that um, and would eagerly participate in mediation to except we're not able to reach a uh, constructive resolution in the upcoming weeks. But I echo Mr. Schrock's comments that we're here and we'll continue to work with the company and all of its stakeholders. I thank you. Um, I expect nothing less because you are who you are. Um, Mr. Schrock, let me ask you. I've given you yeah. hear, hearing date for a disclosure statement. Is there anything else that you believe that I can do to help move the process forward? I don't think so at this time, Your Honor. I think setting the dates, um, you know, for, for filing the plan, giving us a disclosure statement hearing is really what we needed. Um, I will say that uh, we take to heart, you know, your comments around getting judges or, uh, involved. So if we need to get them involved sooner, we won't wait. Um, we do have some ideas about how to bridge the gap. I, I do want to note that, that uh, you know, the, the senior management team I think will have uh, with us in court the next time we're together. So if we need to talk a little bit more about the business, you know, questions around the business, how it's performing, what are some of the issues that we're dealing with, we're going to be prepared to do that. Um, I do think also that the fact that this company you know, we do intend, this company's going to be a public company when we emerge. Um, and so when you have that kind of public market that will be there for the company post-emergence, it does provide, I think, compared to at least with a private company, it provides a basis upon which you can start to see how can I solve for value? Um, are people going to be right? Are they going to be, be people wrong? You know, you can think of true up mechanisms and the like, and, and especially if people think that, listen, if, if the value is there, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. So we're we're very uh, cognizant of that, and at the same time, uh, you know, we're trying to do the right thing by everybody here. So we really appreciate the time, and uh, we're going to continue working hard. I got it. Thank you. Anyone else uh, have? Any requests or any comments they want to make? All right. Then everyone, please have a wonderful and safe holiday. Don't fly. Joking. Uh, sort of. Uh, but anyway, please have a wonderful holiday, and I'll see everybody soon. Thank you. We'll be adjourned until 2.30. Thanks, Ron. Thank you.